Could you give us uh, your full name, um, sir, and uh, spell it for us? And then I'll do the oath with you. I go by the name of Randy Schiller, but my legal name is Randolph Schiller, R-A-N-D-O-L-P-H-S-C-H-I-L-L-E-R. And do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth during your testimony? So help me God, I do. Okay, you live in the Weyburn area, is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Um, your saga began in what year? 2020. Okay. And uh, at that point, uh, COVID had come along, the vaccine was uh, being used. Um, you got suspicious. Could you tell us about that? Yeah, right, right from day one in January 2020, when I was watching uh, the news videos from China, uh, when you're seeing some of the people fall dead over in the street, disaffecting the streets, building a hospital in seven days, which to me looked more like prison cells. Uh, I questioned the, nar the narrative coming out of China. Uh, to me, the, the validity of the virus was uh, not there. Okay. So uh, did you get the vaccination? No. Have you ever gotten it? No. Okay. Um, so uh, what happened next? Um, did you suffer any financial consequences relating to COVID? Yes. Uh, my employer, Canada Post, had uh, masking mandates. Uh, I sought a mask, mask exemption. I eventually got one. Immediately, I was put on short-term disability, which went to long-term disability. And then when, they, when Mr. Trudeau removed the, the vaccine, uh, or not, not the vaccine, the, the masking mandates. I could not work because I was not vaccinated for about three to four weeks. Okay. So at some point you thought about doing freedom of information uh, requests? Yes. Okay. And when did you do that and to whom? I first started off with Holy Family School Board in Weyburn. Okay. And that would have been in December uh, 2020, 2021. Uh, did you have children at that uh, school? No, no, sir. Okay. Um, I believe you said, you told me that you'd been on the board of that school or? Yes. No. Previously, back in around 2010, I was a trustee for the Holy Family School Division. Okay. Uh, so the, the Fa Holy Family School Board in Weyburn, and who else did you uh, make requests of? The minute, at the same time, I mirrored the, my FOIP request to the, minister, or the Holy Family, to the Ministry of Education, and to the Ministry of Health. Okay. And do you remember generally what, what it was you asked for? Yes. I wanted a communication between Holy Family School Board and the Ministry of Education and whatever, uh, also the same thing between Holy Family School Board and the Ministry of Health or the SHA. Okay. And so what happened next? Well, immediately uh, they took my request and a couple of weeks later I added another uh, FOIP request to uh, the Holy Family School Board. Uh, shortly thereafter, I've got a letter in the mail ask, or stating that the Holy Family was going with the Saskatchewan School Board Association. They were going to uh, petition the Privacy Commissioner and disregard my, my request for vex, vexatious statements. Okay. And so that uh, um, sort of a refusal proceeded through its channels. And then what happened? I eventually won that uh, case with the Privacy Commissioner. Okay. I was lucky enough to have uh, a gentleman sitting with me while I recorded the conversation. 
proving that I did not utter any vexatious comments. Okay. Now, I, I gather there's a difference between asking for material from the Minister of Health and there is another agency that you can go through as well. So did you get what you wanted from the Minister of Health and did you have to go elsewhere? No, the Minister of Health uh, came back with the, one of those records saying they did not communicate with Holy Family School Division. But uh, between, I also changed my wording with uh, the Holy Family to go through SHA. SHA did have communication with Holy Family in, into some of the requests, mostly through the channel of the public, Weyburn Public Health. Okay. Um, is there, did you get what you wanted as far as the public health records went or was there some other avenue you had to go through? Uh, no, I didn't get everything that I wanted from the public health, uh, the health records okay. in that, that channel. What? If you're regarding the freedom of information for the, the Holy Family. Okay. We talked about uh, panorama records. Oh, the panorama, okay. I wasn't sure what you were getting at there. Sorry about that. Uh, late in the fall of 2021, I heard that you could uh, block your, because of the vaccination passes that their passports that were coming out, I wanted to block my e-health records. During my blockage of my e-health records, I found out that there's also an entity through public health called Panorama Records, and that is controlled by public health and it holds all your SHA or your uh, vaccination status and, and all that other, those other records. And during that time with the panorama records, I found that uh, when I asked for the, what was on my, my file, what I did find was some questionable entries regarding uh, COVID and I challenged the SHA, but the, in my opinion, those records were fraudulent. Okay. So, in other words, you did get some records. You had to yeah. fight a bit. Uh, have you gotten all of the records now that you've requested? No. Okay. And there's still some sort of a dispute going on at the moment. What's happening there? Well, between the Ministry of Education and the Holy Family, uh, right now I'm at the have a request for review with the Privacy Commissioner because the Ministry of Education withheld or redacted uh, much of the records that I sought. Okay. So I'm asking for review to have everything unredacted. And, and you provided us with all of the uh, FOIP yeah. uh, responses that you've gotten to date, which isn't all of it, and they're on this uh, this thumb drive. That is correct. Which is going to be submitted to the Commission to go into their records. Yeah. Uh, okay, you haven't done any, any kind of an analysis of all of this documentation like we've heard from witnesses this morning, but could you give us your general overall view of what you've gotten so far and uh, what you're still hoping to get? Well, number one is transparency and informed consent. That, that's always been my goal. That the, the government is very, uh, what's the, not very transparent in providing records. Okay. Just, just from my personal situation. Were the records that you got consistent with what the mandates were at the time? Could okay. you rephrase that, please? Well, 
I think you were concerned, for example, we had a discussion previous uh, about masking and whatnot. Uh, did public health or or the SHA or someone actually mandate the mask or was there just a suggestion and did some other body go ahead and uh, go a little further than perhaps the requirements indicated? Yeah. I want to say yes, that the, the Holy Family School Board went above and beyond what was, I believe was required from the, from the Ministry of Health. Okay. So... Let me put it this way then, uh, if you were in charge and, and you had seen these documents, would you have done the same uh, restrictions and mandates as occurred or would you have done, done things differently? No, I would not have done all those restrictions. If I was on the Holy Family School Board, I definitely would have not uh, uh, implemented the, the policies that they did, but my understanding, all school boards were following the, those directions from the, from the Ministry of Health and the SHA. Okay, did you feel there was any necessity to do what uh, was done that caused you financial harm? No. Okay. Um, is there anything else that you would have done differently? For me, no. Okay. At this point, I think I'm gonna ask the commissioners if they would like more information. Would you mind giving me, if I could give some up from my backstory for, because I've done 26 FOIPs, so I was hoping to talk on a few crit critical ones, if you guys wouldn't mind. Go ahead. Okay. I want to enter in the record as well. Uh, I suffer from uh, with bad sinuses. Immediately when if I wear a mask, within three minutes my sinuses congest, and this has been a chronic problem. For, for ages, and it's been documented in my medical history. So I, I started to seek for a mask exemption back when the directors were first coming out with my Employer Canada Post. And the first doctor I went to was in the Weyburn Medical, or Weyburn Health Center, Dr. Fernie. Hopefully I can mention his name. It's too late now. But uh, I asked him for a mask exemption, and this was his quote. My personal health did not matter. It was for the benefit of the public good. I thought that was a pretty profound statement. Uh, during this time, you could not, uh, there's a lot of doctors that weren't uh, seeing new patients, so it took me a couple months to get to a, a second doctor to ask for a mass exemption. His reply, and I'm gonna paraphrase, was, I can give you an exemption for valid medical reasons, but if I do, I can no longer practice medicine in Saskatchewan. I thought that was the nature of the healthcare in Saskatchewan. I also want to begin with two. Uh, the, uh, back when uh, Premier Mo and, and implemented all the, the mandates in, in March, I immediately questioned what was happening. And during that time, I just wanted to, uh, so I sent my MLA and the Premier and also the Minister of Health 45 questions that I thought were questions that the media should have been asking, but none did. I did not receive a response from any of those three. 
Uh, and at the time, I considered the, my MLA, Dustin Duncan, a friend. And I, and I just thought, thought his silence was pr very profound. I sent questions to each one of those three times, none would respond. And I same, sent those same questions to the, SA, the various departments at, at, at the SHA, Saskatchewan Health Authority. Neither one, uh, they didn't answer my questions either. So needless to say, the, the, that was the reason I started to create with the FOIPs. And I needed to start someplace, so that was where I started with Holy Family. But also I want to uh, discuss, after the, the Holy Family, uh, the same time I was dealing with the Holy Family issues for the disregard, I had sent out uh, three other Freedom of Information requests. One was to the Premier's office, another was to the Ministry of Health, another one was to the Ministry of Education. I asked if they conducted a cost-benefit analysis regarding uh, before implementing COVID uh, pandemic mandates. Within a week, I had a call from the Premier's office. I had a 45-minute conversation with the woman on the other end, and I, she was seeking clarity to what uh, I was seeking. After 45 minutes, she agreed. She understood what I was asking for. Within a week of that phone call, I got an estimate in the mail, and on that estimate, it was nearly $389,000 to provide the records, is what they had estimated. I looked at the estimate closely, not what it didn't, 389,000. I looked at the estimate carefully. The records that they were going to provide at that cost were not the records I asked for. So I pressed them further and they come back with no records exist. The Ministry of Health and the Ministry of Education did the same thing. No records existed. They did not conduct a cost benefit analysis before implementing their mandates. Now, I just want to mention too, it was cleared by FOIP requests were going to be a battle, sending lots of reminder emails, because not one of the government institutions were following the 30-day uh, uh, regulations. I should also note that my requests were developed on my personal time, and I bore the brunt of these costs. Meanwhile, our government institutions were paid, uh, paid employee, using employees' time and taxpayer dollars to delay any responses for my questions. When I was going over the, the Holy Family records, this is what I, I found interesting as well. They were definitely agents, the, whole, the school boards and schools were agents of the SHA. They were purposely sharing uh, misinformation and promoting fear from the documents that I was reading. And during this time while I was reviewing those records, I was also reading clinical studies from the pharmaceutical companies. And I was reading, or going through the SHA website. And what I found was profound, the SHA website was saying that everything was, uh, the vaccines were safe, especially for pregnant women. But the clinical studies weren't saying that. But I, what, I, what was interesting is that I found a site called Base Learning for COVID-19 Immunization. On this website, it was an online course, and at the end of it, you were legally able to give someone, uh, well, I'm just gonna say the jab for COVID-19. What I found profound about it, the SHA state website, like I said, everything was uh, safe. This course laid out a few 
of the adverse reactant or events that could be could come from the COVID-19 uh, mRNA drug. But they're still not as near as uh, close to what was uh, the clinical studies were showing. I just want to add again that uh, the Ministry of Education is still withholding my information and I've got a review for request within the Privacy Commissioner to uh, have all that material unredacted. Now back to mid to late to June of 2022, after with a six month battle with the Ministry of Health, I finally received records where I asked the question, could you please provide, I'm gonna paraphrase here, all the adverse reactions, react, uh, adverse events for the year 2021 from the COVID vaccine. I asked a similar question to the SHA and I need to read this just so I don't get it wrong. The SHA is not refusing to provide the, this information. We are not holders of this information, which I thought was a profound statement. SHA is our health authority and they were not documenting the adverse events occurring from the COVID drugs or immunization. But anyways, back to uh, uh, the Ministry of Health. I finally received, in late June, I finally received my adverse events records HE 123-22G. After a quick read, I knew that the, the document was damaging. It was 122 pages and, and involved 1200, over 1,200 Saskatchewan people. I immediately sent uh, this information off to Sask Alliance because uh, they had a team of uh, well-known doctors, lab technicians, nurses, and uh, university professors that could actually look at the data too, as well as, and hopefully interpret it the same as I did. About three weeks after the, they were given this material, it was released to the media, and they found the same thing that I found. Out of the 1,200, over 1,200 individuals, seven people had died in Saskatchewan, 300 people had a severe adverse event and were told to get a second shot. The report didn't tell the entire story, because uh, 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 it, I should say, I'll go back to, uh, I'll go on to a different point here to save some time. That media release for those adverse events for HE123-22G came at the same time as the Carol Pierce tragedy here in Saskatoon. And because, that, because of that information, along with the tragedy, it garnered uh, international attention. But right after that, CKOM published an article that stated, according to the Ministry of Health, there was no adverse uh, deaths from the vaccines, for COVID vaccines. I knew that to be a blatant lie. So I contacted CKOM, I provided them with my original FOIP, along with uh, the document that I got from the Ministry of Health, and I proved to them that there were seven deaths already in the year 2021. Sarah Mills from CKOM gave me a brush off 
And this is where she said, thank you for the information. If you have autopsy results, we would certainly welcome them, Sarah. CKOM did alternate or alter their uh, original ar article, but it did not go far enough to absolve the, the lies that came out of the Ministry of Health. During the same time, I had sent off a, a Freedom of Information request to the SHA. And this is where I asked for records of accuracy concerning PCR, PCR testing. This was a long battle. I had to send every month. I had to send them, like every other government entity, send them reminders that I was waiting for the, the material. I also, at the same time, sent in a FOIP for uh, what was happening with the or regarding my DNA. When I had to, well, let's say this differently. I also sent in a FOIP regarding chain of custody for a DNA after a PCR testing because I was hearing rumors and reading material online that showed that DNA was being sold to other companies after they were tested for COVID. Unfortunately, I, because of my busy schedule, I, I let that one lapse. I wish I hadn't. But finally, in the fall of uh, 2022, the SCHA finally released, provided the records for the PCR uh, Freedom of Information request. And this is the response that I got for the P PCR accuracy portion. The information you are requesting above had not be provided as the SHA is not obligated to create a record in order to respond to access of information request. As you are requesting information rather than records, this portion of your request has been denied as previous record was not created for a business purpose. I thought that was a pretty convoluted statement. I pressured them more on that and they've come back to me, no records exist. SHA's gold standard has no records to prove it's a, the validity of their testing. I've also sent to, uh, for the, to the Privacy Commissioner a request for review for that one because I've been looking for more records for that one as well. To date, I've done 26 Freedom of Information requests. I've also done some for, or helped uh, write some for other individuals. Incidentally, one is uh, a federal doctor. Some have been nurses, some have been teachers. And at the moment, I have won three decisions with the Office of the Privacy Commissioner. I've got three filing, or two filings under review with the Privacy Commissioner with two more being sent out this next weekend. And I'll be drafting two more as well to the Privacy Commissioner regarding my freedom of information request just because uh, the government and our local authorities are not providing the material. Thank you. Okay, are there any questions from the commissioners? Can you um, clarify that in Saskatchewan that there is a response time, a legislative response time for those requests to be returned to you with information? 30 days. But there is, it's a, it's a, there is a flow chart that, you, that they go by. But it should be 30 days. But it is 30 days. Yeah. Okay, thank you. And then I just wanted to ask about, you made a comment, and I hope I got this right, that Holy Family School Board went above and beyond what was required by the Saskatchewan Health Authority. Can you provide us with an example? And also from all of your research, 
How, who do you think was responsible for going in over and above the provincial mandates? Would that be like the Minister of Education, the school board, uh, the superintendents and director, or the school board trustees, or the principals, the administrators? I know the long, list is long, but I'm just wondering, is there anybody that you have been able to find that would be responsible for making those decisions that go above and beyond the provincial mandates? That I, I have not found out, but I can only say that to me it would be the Director of Education, but it also falls down to the trustees. They are the ones that are directing her. And you were a trustee previously? I, no, I'm not a trustee currently. No, but previously? Yeah, previously, Did I get that yeah. right? So when you were a trustee, have you ever seen an example of when the school board would make a decision that would go above and beyond um, some provincial legislated matter? During my term, no. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for coming today and sharing this with us. Um, I'm hoping you can help me understand a little bit better about the process, um, particularly when you get a response to one of your Freedom of Information requests and uh, you think that it either doesn't have sufficient records or I think you mentioned that sometimes they came back redacted. Uh, what's the process you go through then to try and appeal that? Well, it depends if you what you're looking for. If, if I see a name that's re person's name that's redacted, I'm fine with that. Or, or their physical address where, where they reside. I have no problem with that. Or their personal health information. I have no problem with that. That should be redacted. Uh, but when they withheld, withhold pages, that's where I have a problem. Okay, and so do you make an application, I think you said, to the Privacy Commissioner? How yes. does that yeah, if you want, if you want, It depends on the battle that you want to fight. If you want to continue the battle, you go to the Privacy Commissioner to have a request for review, and then you, what I do is I lay out my arguments why I want those records, and then you wait for the, the privacy commissioner to make their decision, and then they'll, then they'll get back to you. And also, if you disagree with the privacy commissioner, you can actually take them to the court, but I, that process, I hopefully, I don't have to do. Hopefully, I continue to win. Okay, and do you get a hearing from the prime privacy commissioner, or are you just no, written it's submissions? No, it's all written. Okay, thank you. Yeah. And anything else from the commissioners? Okay, on behalf of the National Citizens Inquiry, thank you very much for your testimony today. Thank you very much for allowing me your time.